Is it got booze in it? Hell no. Oh. So it's just like a regular drink. A regular old drink. <laughs> what is this, a drink? It's a drink. Oh, it's a drink. This is a cold drink. <laughs> Back to the nice We got Matt Stone. Phone. Uh, Enoch. Hello. I'm Allie B. And our special guest tonight. Daniel Thomas. Hey, Daniel. Hello. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. How would someone, if they knew you before this, how would they have known you? Um, Daniel Thomas is my whole name, so I've gone by that. But in high school, you know how people just like want to call you initials. Yeah. So I got called DT, DT in high school. But I also have people or friend groups that still call me DT, so either is fine. Also, David. People, David. Hear Daniel, and they're like, oh, David, okay. Oh, I get uh, I get Ian or yeah. Nick a lot. And I'll respond to David because I'm like, okay, I've been hearing it for years. So. I often at bars and stuff, so I pronounce my name Enoch. A lot of people pronounce it Enoch that like have that name. Or read it in the Bible. And a lot of times at bars and shows, I introduce myself as Enoch. Sometimes, so they don't say like, oh, nice to meet you, Ian. Yeah, um, Enoch. Sometimes when people say damn it under their breath, I think they're saying my name. They, well, I mean, like, kind of the same though, isn't it? Yeah. In this context. Like, I mean, when I was damn when it. I was younger and I would be messing up and somebody would be like, damn it. I'd be like, what? Hey, did anyone ever make the uh, damn Daniel joke to you? Oh, yeah. I use um, a, the damn Daniel audio in my uh, as my DJ liner. That's sick. That's if like if like people applaud a song that I've played, I'll play the damn, damn Daniel. Damn Daniel. That's tight. That shit was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what you are involved with the uh, Ruby Deluxe uh, Wicked Witch situation. I'm in it. I am. Oh, I'm in it. I'm in the Ruby Deluxe Wicked Witch Night Rider conglomeration of bards. Yes. Um, and you're the talent buyer, correct? Negative. I am. The, <laughs> I am the booking person. Sometimes the event planner. What I like that event planner. Right. What is the why? Is there a person who likes that term? Like, why is it even? I mean, still I understand. I can understand why talent buyer exists when you get on to a venue level and it's like you're throwing out guarantees and you're like negotiating with people and you do this guarantee and the agent's always like no, and they want this much and so you're like literally auctioning with this person to get talent. Yeah, into your just, space so I get that but I don't like it it still sounds even though on a more literal sense I guess it is that job but the term is gross I feel like it's the worst yeah. term you come up with <laughs> talent wrangler for people that have used that makes a little more sense because when you get into like trying to get people to respond to emails it's literally like I feel like sometimes I need to be in the back of a pickup truck going down Wilmington Street with a lasso to get <laughs> certain people in this town to respond to fucking emails <laughs> Yeah, how's it playing Ruby? Well, it was pretty good until he lassoed me when I was walking downtown. <laughs> yep, you don't respond I'll, to email, we start with your right leg. I thought they only did that at the sex parties that they throw over you. <laughs> those, are, those are on your own free will. <laughs> what are those things called? The uh, Where you swing it around and it's like two like billiard balls with a string in the middle and it makes you trip and it like, catches your feet? <laughs> I have no idea. A bolo, maybe? I think it's a bolo. Bolo is like a type a of tie. tie? It's also, well, yeah, it's also a type of tie, but I believe what it is, you, it's like, imagine two baseballs here with a string in the middle and you... Swing it real fast, like a lasso motion, and then you whip it. And as someone's running it, 
wraps around their legs and they collapse. <laughs> yeah, I believe that it sounds like one of those games you play on the beach. I believe it was a uh, ball. Like it was an rope. actual, it was an actual like <laughs> it was beach ball rope games. So you just you take this ball with a rope to another ball, you yeah, hook it like, to the ocean. And then you like throw it onto the like the laundry rack and like whoever gets it oh, on the top. This yeah. ladder ball. Yeah. Yes, that is a thing. So it's very okay. Think of a ladder ball situation, <laughs> but it was an actual weapon used in I believe South America in like uh, pre. Pre, uh, uh, what do you call it? guns? But better than guns. Before gunpowder was invented, like the, before the firearm is what I'm saying. Yeah, is the word I was thinking of. Like so, like bows and arrows. Yeah, and strictly and things like that. Yes. And the primitive power. battle weapons. Matt calls them the good old days. <laughs> Man, wasn't it so much better back then? He remembers. <laughs> back in the crossbow days, a friend of mine shot a uh, crossbow bolt through his foot. Yeah. One time, yeah. You know him. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've, you told the story recently. Yeah, he shot it right through his whole foot. <laughs> See you a picture of it. Yeah, we thought it was fake. Oh, this was recent. <laughs> we thought he shot it through his shoe. We realized totally that his foot was in years. the shoe, and he did. Who? Who was it? I told you about it. Uh, we'll believe it. His name's. Oh, I think you had just you had just drank that tonic that uh, that. What the white chestnut? Ooh, it was the whatever white the hell chestnut. that yeah the white Speaking chestnut of. yeah the tincture it? you had just oh I don't have you had drank some of the tincture and so you probably don't remember as well. Stuff around. Got to keep it special <laughs> cage. Anyway. Yeah, I can't remember. I was, I'm so blurry from the white chestnut. Two drops of white chestnut four weeks ago. Still hanging on with is, your life. Is that the <laughs> is that the kratom stuff? No, it's actually oh. it's a much more it's subdued. Much more it's very, Yeah, it's very less anything. I went to like yeah, a, it's really nothing. A house party over there, and I think the house on right. Daisy Street that's painted black like a long time ago. And somebody gave me a tincture, and I had no idea what it was, and I like left mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got dosed. Yeah. Well, they, were, they were like, "Here, take this hot tea. It's got tincture in it." And I was like, "Okay." And then I was just—I don't do edibles very well, so I was just like, <laughs> "So, but it was just—it was just." I think it was just like it was just yeah, THC. marijuana oil. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was so concentrated, and I can't handle it. So I was just like a zombie dead in One the house. Oh yeah, I'd be gone. Played Halo time. for six <laughs> hours. <laughs> yes, just got like dr- cotton mouth because my mouth was open the whole time. Just like <laughs> this is more of a uh, like just a liqueur with some sort of alleged like amino acids in it. It's total bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's a red flag for me. Yeah, it's like it's like got. It's like twenty four proof. Like it's got a little bit of booze in it and some flavoring, and and I was like, no, like it, like you, like get tunnel vision. It's great. And then like, <laughs> I'm like whatever. It talk. takes the worries away. I took it one time. Were it's you nice worried before performing? Uh, nothing happened even at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about for you, Matt Phone? I love it. Yeah, I. I'm trying I to get feel, sponsored by it. I feel the Shout out to yeah. who makes it? White chestnut. White chestnut. <laughs> is it the flavor? Or is it the company? Yeah, I guess that was gonna be my question. Oh yeah. Something we just shout I out the flavor. The flavor. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? White chestnut. White chestnut. <laughs> that sounds like a Lacroix flavor, honestly. <laughs> Lacroix is like drinking Sprite with a condom. <laughs> Clear I beer. I can't do it. Clear beer. Right now we are enjoying crisp American lagers and red wines. Red <sighs> red wine. Yeah. I'm having a Miller Lite. Yeah, uh, again, r- reminder to Miller Lite, please sponsor us and give us free Miller Lite. I've been asking for like three episodes and I haven't got anything. What's up? Actually, two of those probably haven't come out yet. But. Big Bold Red. Big Bold Red. Lesser, but <laughs> Miller Lite first and then the Big Bold Red. Okay. And maybe really, actually Big Bold Red first because then we can leverage that into the Miller Lite. And like, you don't want it to be a wine podcast, do you? And they're like, well, no. Yeah, if, you were, if you're on a wine podcast, you might be able to find out what orange wine is. Mm. It's a dessert wine. So, is it... Literally, is it made out of oranges or is it orange colored? Um, 
I don't know, but I know that I had to be able to explain it when I worked at Capital Club, and we had it on the dessert wine menu. So that's okay. Follow it's question: a sweet wine. What is dessert wine? Yeah, that's my next question. So it's a it's a wine. It's like a sweeter wine, like a um a Moscato, like those types of wines you would have. Either I don't think you have them. I'm not so fancy that I drink wine with my dessert, but I think you have them in like place of dessert uh, rather than drinking them with your dessert. Like they're very fruit and sweet flavor forward yeah. rather than just like kind of syrupy pairing well with your steak or whatever. It's meant to be sweeter. Well, I heard about it on a friend of mine's podcast called Disgorgeous. Check it out on iTunes. Um, they talk a lot about wine. I'm not going to lie to them. I couldn't hang in there for all of it, but uh, they, I did hear the words skin contact a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how that at all meant like, what that had to do with wine. Among the grapes? That's what I, I believe. I would imagine. I thought maybe it was <laughs> while the two Depends people were on how stomping. Much wine you've had. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was thinking maybe while yeah, what kind of freaky podcast is this? While they were stomping the grapes, the, the, the two gentlemen are holding each other tight in overalls, and that's the skin contact. Or it could be like that lady that falls off the platform in that video. Ooh, wow, 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 wow. Right. Ooh, like everything, everything, everything. <laughs> Could be that kind of skin contact. That's a bruised grape, for sure. Yeah. I, I, shout out to the first viral video, whatever the hell that was. It was so funny. She busted her face first on the damn stage. Stomping does anybody grapes. know if she's okay? Does that look like, that? like a like a like a neck like a pharynx injury? I worked at a TV station back in the day, WLOS in Asheville, North Carolina, and she. One of the people we worked with worked with her when she was she was they had worked with her before after that whole fiasco and they were like yeah it was kind of brutal like yeah it looked like, like it. it and also like, like everyone was laughing at her making fun of her all the time and she like bothered her a lot she probably doesn't have a neck now which I don't or lungs she couldn't breathe right <laughs> I mean, she got free wine out of that deal I bet I'm sure I bet she's sponsored by some bottle red yeah. I bet she owns that fucking free, winery now yeah. here's a free bottle of it also all that whining she did when she fell face first oh, off the platform alright moving on okie dokie what uh <laughs> anyone do anything particularly cool this week? everywhere how was everyone's week uh pretty good mine's been I've been gearing up for this big trip I'm about to take out of town going to the to the Big Apple same same Z's same place where are you going where am I going yeah we're going to the same place. I oh, know. I just wanted to like sort of act like we didn't know. It was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to New York City. I'm going to New York City. Where New, are you York, New City. York City. They make salsa there. Good salsa. But uh, uh, going to a wedding of maybe. Oh, the wine guy. The wine podcast is the groom. Oh. Huh. I don't know if he listens. Maybe if he does, shout out to Kevin Diamond. But if he doesn't, then shout off because he doesn't listen to our podcast. I listen to his bullshit podcast on wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but. Uh, and to the to the bride Emma, who's one of the one of the homies and friend of the pod, Ashley. We're gonna go hang out with her and do some. We're gonna go to New York. I know oh, we're getting. I know we're getting hot pot Thursday night. True. I've never had hot pot baby. before. I'm excited for hot pot. Someone say it's the hottest of pots. <laughs> some, some, some at least one. You be I the was judge. hoping you were gonna say night. hot pockets. Hot pockets. Or That's I was gonna... the big NYC plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all are having at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And some great. And they're some actually orange, really fancy now. If you've looked at them in the in the grocery stores, they're like, really fancy now in the grocery like lean Rider, pockets. Right? You can get hot pockets in the night, right? But they're not fancy. Making them lean makes them fancy to you. Now you know it's not yeah, lean. It's not like because it's not just like it's not drank. cheese and meat. It's like vegetables. That's fancy. <laughs> that's, that's fancy that's and like springy. a springy. Yeah, that's light. That's here's an idea. It's like a lean cuisine. I had an idea for um how of making like chili willies, but putting lean in it. 
<laughs> lean pockets actually have. See, lean in here's what I'm saying. We it. call yeah, those lean. We just call those lean pockets, and it's lean and a chili willy. You freeze it, you sell it for an exorbitant amount of money. Pockets, they're more like lean sleeves. <laughs> yeah, but, but there is no like, such thing as a lean sleeve. Kind of like a Capri Sun. No, it's our new product. We're not taking someone else. You're right. Yeah, like a, imagine a gogurt, but it's lean. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. For myself and the listener, what's a chili willy? Oh my God! Where are you from, girl? All right, a chili willy is the <laughs> the like you buy them at the store, still liquid. You freeze them. They're the uh, little tubes that <laughs> that you freeze, Jeez. and they're like little like push up like icicle popsicle things. I, I mean, you yeah, they're like the size it's of a, a cheap ass, It's a cheap pop. ass popsicle. Yeah. The, the, the ones that you push the push up. No, not, 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 not the one with the stick that's the orange. Uh, a, a chili willy. They're like the size of a ruler, not a cylinder. Yeah. And they're just like syrupy. Okay. Shout out to Chili Willies. Actually, that's it's who like a snow cone in a tube, basically. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's in like a little, it's in a big Absolutely. red, like netting bag. Yeah. Like I, onions. I, yeah. I really liked the blue ones. Yeah. Those yeah. are the best ones. Yeah. I think everyone agrees. Actually, for the listener, let you us know if blue isn't the best, if you think there's anything besides blue. I think blue Chili Willies are the reason that I like blue liquor as an adult. What's your blue liquor go to? I love Hypnotic. I also will smash a blue motorcycle. What's a blue motorcycle? It's a Long Island iced tea with blue curacao instead of Coke. It's like a classic party. I have cheer. a Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. palette. Wait, so. hang on. So, <laughs> is there, yeah. there's Coca Cola in a Long Island iced tea? Yeah, it's like um, a splash to make it brown. A splash. Oh, with, I'm not with super familiar mix. with these. I'm it's, into them. I just don't know. It's a lot four about different them. types of liquor. So oftentimes, oh, my hand. <laughs> when you see an LIT or hear an LIT being ordered, oftentimes the bartender will just pick two bottles up at the time and just go two pour. What two. are the two liquors? So I thought tequila, it was vodka and like tequila, gin, vodka. And rum, and then triple, uh, sec. triple sec and sour, and then from there, if you put Coke, it can be a Long Island iced tea. If you put blue carousel, it's a blue motorcycle, also a blue mother- motherfucker. <laughs> um, if you put green like Midori, it can be a green dinosaur. You can also make a bong water with that. Nice. You basically just sub out the like last ingredient. I like that you're telling way. someone who went to ECU how to make these shots. Yeah, go pirates for life. Wait, also, there's no tea in it. No. It just looks like tea. Oh, I thought it was like a sweet tea with vodka mix. No. Nah. I guess the drink originated in Long Island. I don't know. I'd be into that. The sweet tea thing I said. Well, there's. I there feel like if I have more vodka. than one, I talk I've like I'm it. from Long Island. So, so rudely. Rudely, <laughs> loudly. People. Like I'm the only person there. Yeah. Might get a little handsy. Like, we can't, we're not sure you voted for Trump, but we, like, we got an idea. Like, let's not find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's keep this surface Just level. Drink this How about let's talk about let's the weather and about. traffic instead of getting any, any deeper than this? Talk about what? The weather and traffic. Oh, okay. So you make sure you don't accidentally. Boy, no, I'm talking about when we're discussing with a. We're talking about like a maybe Trump, like, I don't want to know to ruin my opinion of you entirely. I did not vote for Donald Trump, not even on Long Island iced teas. So, oh. I kick the table. Sorry. There's nothing I could drink. I'd rather drink cyanide than vote for, than have voted for him. Right. Let's change the subject. Ooh, I think we know something uh, about that now. <laughs> I think it goes without saying. Hey guys, like whatever. I mean, you know, to each his own. It's free country, isn't so, it? So, uh, Trader's got a new album out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started it. Go ahead and finish it. Okay. So, Ed Trader has a new album out. Um, he was going to be. Spoiler. Backward spoiler. He was going to be on this episode. I was going to try to get him on the pod. Or yeah. next week's episode, I guess. Yes, it yeah. Because it would be this Sunday, which we'll discuss in a plug here in a minute. Um, well, no, a plug won't do any good either because it's going to be the fact. 
So you just you just got done playing a smoking hot show with Ed Schrader. Once you hear this, I will have just got done trailblazing off a hot gig with Ed Schrader's music beat and Convoy. And he was going to be here to talk about this album, but since he's not now, I figured I would talk about it. Yeah, we're going to be out of town. Previously discussed from me in the Big Apple, city that never sleeps. And I wanted to talk about it because I think everyone, I truly think everyone should go by it. And if you have ever seen Ed and Ed Schrader's music beat, then I feel, I feel like a lot of people, when they first see him, they, they're like, yeah, I went and saw so-and-so and this wacky guy with a drum and who screamed a lot played, and then <laughs> yeah. otherwise they don't really <laughs> revisit it. I think it just kind of catches people off guard and they don't know what to think about it. But if you see him a lot, or if you see him the first time, you might love it, like I did. But I could see why someone wouldn't necessarily. But there's actually, like, I've always thought he's one of the best... I'm always pleasantly surprised when he's on a lineup and maybe I was not aware that he was on the lineup and then I'm like, oh, Ed's here. Yeah, he, <laughs> first first time I, I got hooked the first time, I was like lucky enough to be in the right headspace that like hit me, got me, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Well, it was one of those things where it's like, I, it's <laughs> like you don't necessarily know, you haven't dialed in with the music enough to know if you like it or right. not. But you have been, you've had fun and been entertained the whole time. Yeah. And then you realize there's actual great songs, even though it started off with literally just a drum. And then he added a bass. It was a drum that he would pretty much only strike in the same um, melodic pattern as he sang. Yeah. And so it was even more, not just someone drumming and singing, but only drumming whilst singing. Because that's all he knew how to do, because he's not a drummer. (laughs) Which was funny when I found out way later, after like seeing him a bunch and knowing more about him and then it started getting he started getting better at drums at drum i would say tantrum style was the original and when and so yeah what's and it I, called the album is called riddles or as enix said in the store today whittles mm-hmm. um wasn't me and i think a lot of if you've ever seen him and you know him as just this very primitive sc- screaming kind of well, he'll go from screaming songs. Is there something wrong here? Nope. Okay. He'll go from screaming songs <laughs> and so like and to more kind of croony lounge, almost like David Bowie esque uh, vocal stylings. And uh, he does both very well, I think. He's and then there's some Ian Curtis in there, like darker Joy Division esque kind of stuff. And but this album, produced by Dan Deacon, which mm-hmm. is how a lot of us. I think that we know mm-hmm. we're first introduced yeah, between, to this like, guy. Yeah, between Future Islands, Dan Deacon. Um, I mean, Edge Trader goes back to the Art Lord days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's like... When they first started... When Baltimore first made it to North Carolina via that that whole crew. Um, it's been pretty like locked in ever since. Yeah, he was he would lived with Dan and they would just... the Part of that weirdo art Baltimore scene at the time. That's cool. I know about him like completely separate... Really, CFBGs in Greensboro? I just happened hmm. to go to a show, and this was a long time ago. And I remember being surprised when I rolled into Nice Price and their Ed Schrader shirts. We had so an Ed Schrader shirt, yeah. To me, it was just this like completely weird show that I thought was really cool that I didn't know was really a thing. And now I'm like, now, just at this moment, I'm putting all these pieces together. Yeah, we had his shirts. They were, um, it said Ed Schrader's music beat. Oh, in the same font, and over the it was the logo from the sh- television show Frasier. <laughs> so it was that skyline, which is his favorite show, and he ran an Instagram account for for a while called Frasier Pick of the Day. Hashtag Frasier Pick of the Day, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a screenshot of Frasier, um, and it would and uh, great for a on, couple of years. That he's went the on. best on social media in general. 
Um, he no one uses the O behave better than Ed Schrader does. <laughs> Since Austin Powers has no one used O behave. <laughs> He'll say it. It'll be like something very benign about like just put parsley and some mashed potatoes. O behave like something. <laughs> he does it to really great effect. Um, but yeah, we had those shirts for a while. There, or we still have some actually. Come check them out. I think we have like one or two left. Um, but yeah, so that's how. Yeah. That's how you know. Like house shows and singing like DIY spaces in Greenville and stuff. And like, because like a lot of those people we're talking about, he's just an eternal kind of DIY road dog. And super active. as much as you can, put out as much as you can. And if, make as of, many animated television shows as you can. Yeah, and a lot, of, and Future Islands started taking him out, and Dan always did. So he got exposed to way big, like huge crowds over the years. And I think a lot of people were really thrown off by his uh, stage show. Or lack thereof, I guess some might say. But this new album, I think a lot of people will be really psyched on this artistic, I don't want to say leap. There's a lot more going on on this one. Yeah, uh, maybe thanks a to, turn, if not a leap. Sure. Uh, a lot of it, you can tell that Dan Deacon produced it. It'll have layered sort of build-up style beats and rhythms and things going on. But then back to what I was saying, some of the songs are going to be like softer lounge style vocals building up to like a bigger thing, which is what Dan likes to do a lot. And then and a lot of it is just, I don't know, I was really surprised when I first heard it. And I think a lot, I think it's going to take him to like a different level as far as uh, notoriety. I don't want to say stardom. But. Yeah, I think I remember when the when the first single came out and it like blew me away. I was like, "Whoa, they're going for a whole." And also, we should point out, Ed Trader's music beat is two people. Yes, mm-hmm. Ed but, Trader and Devlin Rice. Yeah, <clears throat> and they together have like had expanded from the original Ed Trader um, beating the heck out of a drum, often with a single light beneath him shining just up at his bottom from his at his face from the bottom up. So it gave like a real like being controlled horror villain um, vibe. And then, then to adding the bassist, and then and then now the sound on the record is like a much, I mean it's nothing crazy, but it's a, a very different um, like they've added some layers and textures. It's and not like, minimal music. Yeah, it's no longer yeah, which is what it only could have been described before. I, I think uh, one drum and a bass guitar and Ed singing. <laughs> yeah, and before that, just a drum and a yes. voice. <laughs> so it's yeah. gone from it's about as minimal as you can get without being a cappella to this bigger sound that it just kind of caught me off guard in a really exciting, fun way. And I can't wait to see him. Yeah. And hear and, the rest of the record. And we're going to listen to a song later. What song are we going to listen to? What's your... Uh, Dunce was the first single, and I've, it's been my song of the year so far, so I figure why not throw it and, and often, you know what, on a, with a band of this size and a label of this size, it's the kind of thing where like the single is probably their favorite song. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's we'll, we'll agree with them. And they have some heaters coming out right now, too. In the, he's in the middle of a bunch of like big releases for them, like Toro y Moi and Palm and stuff. Yeah. And Sport, Speedy Ortiz. So they're kind of like, oh, car park's like on fire right now. Yeah. So yeah, don't listen to us. Listen to, you'll hear the song later on your own. It'll be Dunces by the Edge Trader Music Beat. And hopefully you went to the show and had a good time. Oh, yeah. You're, of course they were there. Unless you're the losers. <laughs> you're not a loser, are you? Person? And if you did, hey, he'll probably be back pretty soon. He plays here pretty regularly. Yeah, he rules. <laughs> All right, so we're going to skip from that. We're going to go over to Ali B because mine and Daniel's are linked. Ooh. Linked releases. So we'll, we'll tap. LinkedIn before this gig. I've never been on LinkedIn the, only, the as far as I can tell, the worst things in the world. The only thing worse than Facebook 
is LinkedIn and whatever Nextdoor is. It's yeah. what? Nextdoor? I get 100 emails a day owners? that say like... Nextdoor is like a, a neighborhood like um, message board. Basically just closeted racism. I was about to say, is it a bunch of people complaining about... Uh, it's a bunch of people yeah, like, look at this person on the street. Right. One time, uh, a shout out to front of the pod, Stephanie. She told me a story of someone who posted on Nextdoor that was like, hey, is anyone uh, missing a trash can? Saw like a, a black male of so-and-so age taking the trash, like pulling a trash can down the street. And was like, you mean someone taking their trash out? <laughs> yeah. You, you psychopath? Yeah. I joined it like, over in the neighborhood scumbag. that I live in and I, I made it for 12 hours and I deleted it. Hmm. Wait, so it's a separate app? It's like LinkedIn? Yeah, it's... Okay. So, so we, got an, uh, we got persistent requests from this neighborhood, our neighborhood, to join. Nice price, that is. To oh, join. Oh, you know... I and so I accepted it. Part of, is on that and guy. then I get in our little... You know, there's on Gmail, I'm not a tech guy. There's the three folders. is the middle folder. Right. Whatever that one is. That's the social It's full every day with 50 emails from next yeah. door. And it's like, lost my cat, found my cat, lost my cat, found my cat, lost my cat, found my cat. Is my Noah Gardner? Is going to do something for me for free that I should pay for? Like, all this bullshit. Mm. I hate it. Shout off to next door. <laughs> well, so well, I have some bad news for you, Enoch. <laughs> this week's sponsor of the Nice Price Podcast <laughs> is nextdoor.com. Um, hey, we're just keeping an eye out well, for you. Hey, Nextdoor. Yeah. Come I expose don't... yourself as a racist. <laughs> Actually... I got a segue for you. Speaking of people exposing themselves, Daniel, don't you have something to talk about? I do, actually. <laughs> Maybe I would have known about this if I'm... Sorry, Allie. I was talking about this earlier. Maybe I would have no, known about I'm this intrigued. if I was subscribed to Nextdoor. So I was uh, out jogging <laughs> last week, and... Wait, this, I have a question. Yeah. When you jog, earbuds, I'm assuming? Uh, yes. Music or podcasts? Music. Okay, do you have a special jogging playlist, or do you shuffle? I do not. I'm in the struggle right now where I haven't heard any music that I think is, like, upbeat enough. So I normally try and map out some songs or either listen to the same song over and over again if I'm feeling it. Okay. Okay, cool. There's a lot of hills in my neighborhood, so I need, like... Sometimes, if I can't figure anything out, I'll do 90s club music. Or, like, R. Kelly, so the world's greatest. Like, LaBouche. Just get you to the top like, of the hill. Be My Lover on repeat. <laughs> Is that Dagon, If I Was Your Lover? Is that that one? No, it's <laughs> Won't You Be My Lover. Oh, okay. What's the one I'm Wait, thinking of? That? I don't know. That's Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was making a joke with a damn, if I <laughs> was your... But I said Dagon as a joke, but... <laughs> Got it. What is, what is that song? I, I know the... That was more of like an adult contemporary rock song, right? Not a club banger. <laughs> so it's not Kendrick. Damn, I wish I was <laughs> damn, your right? lover. Hey, if you know who sings that, at Nice Price Podcast. Yeah. Also, if you're the one who sings it, which is reasonable, um, well, also let us know. <laughs> All right. Sorry to interrupt. So, <laughs> so you're jogging. So you're was, listening to music. I was jogging, and this car came up behind me, and I was in the street. But when I say that they came up behind me, they came up behind me going the wrong way against traffic because I was jogging facing traffic, and they got so close to me that I could feel the heat off the engine. And so I took my ear. I like ripped my earbuds out of my head, and I was like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> And the guy just like looked and then he pulled up beside me and he was at, he asked me for directions. And so I, he, to where? Uh, he needed to get to the belt line. Oh, okay. And this is That's over, reasonable. this is over in, um, behind Brookside in the Glasscock neighborhood between, um, Brookside and, uh, Raleigh Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And so I go out jogging all the time. This has never happened to me before. Brag. So I told him, I was like, well, are you familiar with Raleigh Boulevard? Are you familiar with Capitol Boulevard? You can get to 440 either one of those ways. And so I give him directions on how to get to 440, which is the easiest way based on the way he's facing. May I ask a question? Yeah. Did you uh, 
Did you do the jog in place? I did not. So you didn't lose your place? I did not. It was, as, soon, as soon as I realized how close he was, I like stopped and yelled at him. Oh, okay. So, so, was, we're, yeah. so I'm stopped and he just pulls around to ask me for directions. Like he should have done in the first fucking place because <laughs> I could have seen him if he had pulled up beside just me. Just like, a, hey, can I? I gotta. So I started to put my earbuds back in and he goes, hey, can I ask you another question? And I was like, what is this going to be? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Do you have a one question limit for strangers? Is that like, like uh, well, okay. We fulfilled, we fulfilled the ne- necessity. Usually the directions one is the one. That right. And so he like looks down. He's like, Hey, can I ask you another question? And I was like, okay. You know, it's like, it's either going to be money it's or gonna be something, something creepy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so something creepy for 500. He goes, are you gay? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I am. Is, do you have a problem with that? <laughs> Like, you're still going to get to where you're trying to go, whether or not <laughs> well, it's not like my sexuality. He goes the opposite way. Can I ask what you What if that's question? all it was? Yeah. Just wait. Just, I'm not listening to it again. <laughs> so he, he proceeds to tell me, well, I just got a massage off of Craigslist. Okay, hang on. And, and I'm a little concerned that I might have herpes. And I said... I'm not a medical professional, but I can tell you that it's probably not a great idea to get massages off of Craigslist, but you should go to the clinic and get tested. He was like, well, I'm not sure. And I was like, again, you should go to the clinic. <laughs> I'm not going to diagnose this You're much me. more level-headed than I can imagine most people being. Well, like, at, at this point, I'm like, all right, this person is clearly not here. You're giving so, real advice. So let me, um, let me not just freak out right now. This is broad daylight. <laughs> This is in broad fucking daylight. Yeah, it's three p.m. Okay. Um, and Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes, "Well, I just don't know if I can show it to anybody." And I was like, "You can show it to a medical professional." <laughs> okay. And he was like, "Do you think? Going. Do you think you want to take a look?" And I was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> like. This is crazy. I, I swear to you that I could not make this story up. It's Do gonna, you it, think you might want it? Like that's also. He the, was like, he's like, well, you know, I, it's just that I, I'm not gay, but I'm really concerned. And I was like, well, <laughs> I. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just pull out science. I was like, if you just got a massage, like herpes normally is um, something that I told you this was gonna be wild. And I didn't know. <laughs> but no, I'm into it herpes is like a mucous membrane thing so like if it's hands like you should be okay but like you know if it just happened go to the fucking clinic and get checked out and he's like oh well this happened in november and i was like okay hang on i have another question maybe i'm misunderstanding what a massage is I guess it had a happy ending. Okay, happy so ending. that's implied in this. Mis- right. If he thinks he got herpes from get, it, he's... If you oh, get yeah. a massage yeah. off of Craigslist, just know that that is implied. That yeah. doesn't need to be stated. Uh, I guess what I would say is then why didn't he say, hey, um, I, re- I received a sexual favor off of... Like, why is he using the word massage? Because he's, try- <laughs> because he's trying to downplay this whole thing. He didn't want to... He didn't want to... I'm not not straight i just got a massage from a dude off of craigslist that touched my wiener but i'm not gay did you think that you might want to look at it right it's also such a bad way to ask right so do you want to look at it just be direct i tell him i said i'm not gonna look at your penis <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not laughing no but I'm it's, laughing. it's fine it's fine i said i'm not gonna look at your penis and he said okay i said you need to go so then he takes off up the street and I was just standing there like, are you fucking kidding me? And I put my earbuds back in and I, I start to go. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just walk through all of these yards and get directly back to my house. I don't want to be out here right now. So as I'm about to do that, he 
I'm in the yard of the house that I was at, and he pulls up behind me again. He's gone around the block, goes completely the wrong way. See, that's not the direction you gave him. Yeah, that's not to the belt line. So he pulls up behind me again, and he's like, are you sure? And I was like, fuck (laughs) off. Go. And so then he pulls around me and, and like, kind of stops the car like he's going to get out. And I was like, fuck this. And I just ran away. Like, I was not about to find out anything in that scenario. So maybe I should have been on next door. But I I made a post about it on uh, Facebook. And three different people were like, this has happened to me. I've seen that car. Like, the description matches. Oh, no. I, like, talked to them in in a DM. I was like, yeah, this is what it was. And, like... Three different people were like in live in that same area. Was he like NC him. plates? So he's like a local person. That's what everybody was like. Did you get the license plate? And I was like, y'all, I was so stunned that someone pulled up beside me in my neighborhood and asked me if I would diagnose them with herpes. <laughs> I just didn't think about it. Hey, you're a doctor, right? Like, okay, bud. Um, you like exercise? You've yeah. seen you've seen another dick besides yours. <laughs> Can you tell me about mine? Sure. Yeah, is that the logic I guess that he was operating under, or that he was? I'm fal- I mean, obviously there, he's falsely operating under. I'm, but I'm just gonna go with there was no logic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I didn't mean to say that you should have like been a detective and gotten his plates. Sure, sure. More like when there was enough people, like, and you compared notes, and you're like, oh yeah, because like it, and it like, was like a it was like a very small silver like. Early 2000s Kia Hyundai, one of those like egg cars that kind of has a trunk, but it doesn't. But it wasn't a hatchback because I drive a hatchback, so I know that it wasn't. Brag. Um, <laughs> it's a convertible hatchback. Double brag. Um, um, well, I mean, that's a both hilarious and scary story, but um, it's like funny until you get to the point where he was like going to get out yeah, of the car. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the part that's, where it turns a little like, bit. Um, but I mean, big shout out to you for handling it in like. Well, so I like got you my, were so dir- well, my thing like is, direct and like I, I'm amazed at your ability to like. Well, when I was in college, I got myself into this situation where I si- signed up to do uh, service learning, community service, and the only thing that was available was being like a sex counselor at the health center. Oh wow! So I basically had to like counsel people or talk to people after they had like gone in and get gotten tested about like all right, you got tested for herpes. This is what you can expect if you have it. This is what you can expect if you don't. So I had to do that like cold call with strangers for 60 hours. Mm. So I saw some crazy, crazy stuff during that time. My whole thing is, let's say, let's say it works on someone. Let's say right. you, you pull up to someone and it actually, and they are actually like that. Like what's the best case scenario? Well, herpes isn't the best pickup line. Like let's say you are cruising or like trying to like, find some stranger on the street to do something. So like, saying, herpes is a weird lead. So don't lead with general awards. Yeah, so like, oh, don't, okay. don't lead with anything that's <laughs> contagious. Yeah, period. exactly. That's what I, yeah. Like, don't be like, hey, do you want to see my potential contagion? You know what? I am kind of a freak. I might have, like, done something with you here on the street, but you let, like, you might have herpes now. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, if you want me to look at <laughs> right. it, make it notable to make me, to, to, to right. consider this facade, but don't make it dangerous for me. Right. Yeah, so, that's a good point. So I was just like, <laughs> So Matt's making notes. Interesting. Yeah, you should, you know. <laughs> I mean, working I, on his own game plan, you could say. I generally thought that he was concerned. He looked very concerned. So I was like, well, I'm going to help this person out. But then it became very obvious that it was a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a word for it. Gimmick. Yeah, sounds wow. like that guy needed to get to the belt line of his own pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds like he had already been there. I, um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you handled that uh, better, I think, than 99% of the, po- the human population would have handled it. Yeah, yeah. so speaking of um, screaming, uh, 
if you want to do, I, I feel like we we took away your spotlight to talk about my weird life. No, yeah. that um, was something like that. For. Something on that level happens to me once a week. I like my mom is the same way. We just, I just have this weird energy, just like I was talking about. Yeah, well, for the listener earlier, uh, Daniel was arguing that like his his body interrupted electricity. It was. <laughs> I don't want to say electronics. I'm nonsense, but it was nonsense. <laughs> Wait, what are you? What's your uh, what is the thing you're always what, doing? Your sign? The what, thing. What's, what's that not, called? What's the overarching astrological sign? Astro- astrology. Yes. I'm kind. I'm kind of a kind of a hot mess when it comes to astrology. So I'm a Libra Scorpio cusp, which means I'm like <laughs> born at the end of October, and both of those signs are known for being problematic in their own ways, and I'm both of them. I can't even. You're not going to go far with Enoch with this. A Libra Scorpio cusp. Like, there's a hashtag for Scorpio season on the internet, so it's like a thing. What is that? Uh, So as long as there's a hashtag, it's a thing. Okay. (laughs) Well, then. It's a thing. Hey, Fraser pick of the day. Uh, I don't get I'm going to get into it. This is a dupe. Did I start this, or did y'all start this? If only you started it. Okay, damn it. So, if only I knew uh, Marissa... Paternoster sign. This would be an excellent segue, but I don't. We can guess. What would you guess it is? Um, How many are there? Twelve. What do you, you probably know more than I do? What's like a just a? I'm not great at it. Uh, I just know my own personal struggles. <laughs> it's almost like that's the problem with astrology because they're like only focus on themselves, and so it's like. Totally well, from what I gather, she's she's really personable, but she's introverted, and she uh, can really hone into one thing and get really into it got hyper focus wonder i don't know reminds- i'm gonna say i don't even I don't know, know the names of all of them i'll look it up and see <laughs> all right so well, why are we talking about marissa paternoster so, paternoster 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 i think but uh for those of you who don't know that is the singer and lead guitarist of the screaming females and they just released a new record called all at once busy band i feel like they just came out with the record don giovanni I feel like they play every week is that true? She's, uh, they don't literally you know, play every week. I, I, should but know, I, I feel like they're... Well, na- is it true that you think that? Yes, I guess that's yes, my yes, real question. Because yes. I, I haven't really been paying much attention, I guess. And that's why I wanted to mention this record. Because oh, it yeah. just kind of like dropped out of the big blue sky for me. I didn't even hear any hype or anything about it. And uh, and I was excited. She's a Leo. Oh. Should have known. <laughs> Obviously. Makes total sense. But, um, yeah. Well, Wait, the, am I a Leo? What am I again? You're a Taurus. You're a Taurus along with me. Shout out to all the Tarses. Shout out to everybody else. I'm so, a cusp, though. Oh, you're a cusp, too? Well, then I'm a cusp. You're not a cusp. <laughs> you, don't have this, you don't share a birthday. Yeah, you have to be but from, like... Two days apart. It, it, what? So, when is your birthday? What day? Like, what number? April 27th for me. Right. I'm April 25th. Okay, so you're a cusp. The cusp is, like, the, like... The nineteenth through like the twenty sixth or seventh. Oh, I didn't, oh, know. I didn't know a cusp spanned through time uh, like that. I thought it was yeah. Just one. I think it's just like if you're near the end. Oh, I didn't know the cusp cusp spanned through time like that. There's a thing that just <laughs> I could be I could be wrong, morning. but I somebody told me to right. sign up for this app, and it told me my birthday is October nineteenth, and it told me that I was a cusp because I was at the end of the cycle. Hmm. I feel like that's yeah. a thing that it sounds like naughty. Cusp. Yeah. <laughs> is that because of the like hard C? It sounds like a thing you would say to like describe like like your activities in the bedroom. Cusp, cuspy. Like oh, I'm a cusp. So <laughs> like watch out. Hey, before we even get involved, I'm a cusp. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. I don't think I really agree with that. <laughs> 
Well, for the listener, tell me if I'm psychopath. <laughs> uh, nice price podcast. And if you do, then then Matt said that. All right, screaming females. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I don't have enough to say just yet because I haven't had a chance to really delve into the record. Um, but from what I was noticing today, it's a little bit softer. The only record I really got into was, for no particular reason, Power Move, which came out almost 10 years ago. I mean, they've been shredding for a while. Yeah. And that's their main thing is the... Is, Shreddage. Would, right? Am I Definitely. crazy? Okay. No, you're not crazy. I think uh, this was this is also dated news. Um, so update me if you know more about this. But several years ago, Marissa was noted on as like the 77th best guitarist yeah. or, or something on spin. With like all time? Yeah. I think Damn. so. She played Nice Prize one time. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, it was an acoustic set, right? Yeah, it was her, she has a side project called Noun, I think it was. And um and she played and Joe, who is the person who runs her label, Don Giovanni, and then uh BDC and Nathan played Is it Noun like the dancier side project? Oh man. It's like a dancey it's like a I heard it on a playlist one day and it was like this sounds like the singer from Screaming Females but it was like totally dancey. Oh, I could be wrong. A There's a dancey side project. I thought it, I thought it was out. I thought it was called like Small Canoe or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's which is not I'm, which is not an insult to whatever it actually is called. I'm pretty it's, sure it's it called now, but okay. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. But anyway, I think there's a flyer for that hanging up cuz yeah. Small Canoe sounds familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's reminding me of a flyer that we have hanging in the store in the back room with the records. I think one thing that is in my favor, I will say, as far as it being now, is that I was the only person in this room that was actually there. <laughs> um, so maybe I might have an idea. But uh, but yeah, I and uh, BDC and Nathan played a like, uh, drum machine, Lonnie Walker uh, lo-fi set that night as well. Cool. It was cool. It was it, it was an interesting show, and it was. I thought I was there, but maybe I you wasn't. may have been. You did know about it as soon as I said it, so maybe you were there. I think I was there. Cool. R.I.P. Nice price I shows. Had, I had a couple of nice price shows where I had too much cider. Were you here that night that I ran into the shelf? Uh, no. I got tell like, me. I got like hung on one of y'all's record shelves, <laughs> and like I was trying to get off of it, and I was leaned up against it, and it just started rolling. Oh yeah, we have them on wheels. You should yeah. remember. You should remember this. It started rolling, and I like. Stood up and I like dropped my cider in the floor and it shattered. Okay, That's and you had to help me clean it up. Maybe you know, there were so Brian. many broken things in there during the shows. Maybe it was Brian, but I was I was mortified that I had gotten that drop. It was not Brian. Was he not... attended one nice price show ever. It might Brian? have been. It might have been that one. He didn't even that go see priests I, when I, they played at nice price. I think I was at the one that he attended. I think he, it was. He wasn't. He Lonnie. couldn't handle the Walker. like the the anxiety that it caused in him, and I don't blame him. But he it really caused a lot of anxiety for him. So he's like, it's better for me not to be there. This this show that I'm talking about was the brief lives show. Don't even remember it. Well, before you continue, Allie, not to interrupt you yet again. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm glad you're interrupting me. Marisa Paternoster's other other project that is not screaming females or noun resurfaced this week with a new music video for so and so and so and so. Bad canoes. Bad okay, canoes. so bad canoes did not play at nice price. Noun did, but she has another side project yeah. called Bad Canoes. Not a, so. Also, for the listeners, small canoes are back. Laughed in my face when I even said the name. <laughs> not like, oh, it's not that, but it's something similar. Well, because I didn't know she had another side project. So when you're like, I think it's small canoes. It just sounded so. <laughs> I think I've seen the flyer, like like Ali said. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. A, I think they also play. Back canoes. Where would that name have come from? I don't, I'm not, I don't follow her career. Yeah. I, 
Look, I don't know where it came from, but I tell you what, they never played a nice price, and <laughs> there's no flyer. I'm not getting into this. Maybe we're picking up on Daniel's electrical energy, and we're. I think he's in messing with our minds. Project. That's why we have this salt lamp sitting here to kind of like shield. <laughs> I think you're ruining that too. You even fuck up salt lamps. <laughs> I'm way saltier than that lamp. I can tell you that right now. Okay, who do- who's the person in Raleigh you dislike the most? Say it. <laughs> Let's just straight dish. Like I'm down. I'm not gonna share. I'm not gonna share that information because I just. But does one person come to mind? Sure does. Um, And I just like got. Listener, we have shuffling papers and a pen. I just got into um, a a thing where it's not an issue anymore. But man, I can't. Uh, I cannot. Oh. It's always an issue. I know, but I'm a I'm a pretty I'm a pretty neutral person. I'm one of those people that stays stressed out all the time because I can't say what I want to because I know better. Mm. Like I won't go on Facebook and just like I almost did the other night and I deleted it. But um, oh, deleted it before you posted it. I posted it and then deleted it because I don't want any um, likes in between. Was, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Hank Williams saw it because he called me out on it. Um, I like slammed, <laughs> I slammed um, Lily's because I called Lily's and wanted food delivered and they told me they didn't deliver to my house which was under two miles away and I was like, so do y'all just fucking walk? What do you do? Um, and then I was like, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to have to deal with the notifications and people commenting on this. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So that's why I don't, um, and that's normally why I also in my personal life just try to like keep it all inside because if I ever let a little bit out it's all coming out well, and I don't think that bodes well for my um, career in Raleigh so it sounds like the reason we're having so many like, electronic issues is your inner rage yeah like all this all the juicy G you should be letting us know about when you're dishing and talking shit about everybody you're saving it in and it's fucking up the like current. despite all my rage I'm still just a bat in a cage mm-hmm. rat in a cage damn it I messed it up. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna let it go. <laughs> I meant to say rad. I didn't know. If he, I didn't know if he was making like a like a, a joke no. or not. Like a man. Uh, somebody on the internet is not gonna let me live that. We'll, we'll edit it. We'll edit it. Okay, so okay good. Take that. that out. Also, we're not gonna edit that. It's yeah, crazy. That's, no, it's really funny. I'm a bat in a cage because I'm more of a night creature. You are not Al. I am. So, what time do you wake up and start your day? I have a really crazy schedule because of. All of the, I mean, with booking, Ruby is not as bad, but talent with, buying. with booking, uh, wrangling. With, with wrangling and buying talent um, <laughs> at Wicked Witch, you know, we're, we're just, we just opened in January. And so we're really working on getting our name out there. And it's just like a constant stream of answer this email, answer this email. Like I finish, so I'll, I'll get up. Between 9 and 11, depending on if I had to oversee an event that night, that previous night. But I mean, I'm normally up from 9 to 11 in the morning until like 2 or 3 in the morning. And um, so, yeah, I'm like always on. And sometimes that is hard. And for the listener who doesn't know about Wicked Witch, or should we say this for the plugs? No, let's do it now. Give it like a like an like your 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 ethos, your sort of thesis, your mission statement. So the yeah, so the the basis behind Wicked Witch is that at at Ruby we wanted to um, prioritize booking people who you don't normally see on a lot of lineups. Uh, that can be you know queer musicians, it can be uh, femme or non-binary musicians, it can be um, brown and black musicians, but I. I just felt like 
Sorry. <laughs> Picked so a loud. really good time to really get that pull up. <laughs> I I just I just felt like that if I could ever get into a um position where I was in charge of something that I had all of these friends and bands over the years that didn't get shows because to be honest, maybe their music wasn't good, but it's like you don't get chops unless you can How play you places. Get good. Right. Yeah. Um, and other people were frustrated because they, you know, were playing a lot of shows and they're always the opening band. Um, so I, I think that a misconception about Ruby is that we don't book dudes or straight dudes, but that's not true. I just, we do lean outside of that sometimes because when you look around town a lot of times most of the bills you are that you don't need right, to yeah. jesus christ right. shake the trees right. and shit fall out. so with ruby we were getting hit up with a lot of stuff that we couldn't house because ruby doesn't have a stage and we like to always keep things affordable because we are a very um interesting mix of uh clientele in the sense that we pull from like a lot of a uh downtown service industry people but and then that therefore leads us to a lot of musicians but at the same time we have like the um lgbtq community as well that will come out to things so like you know we have nights where if there's like two big shows going on at other venues but we have something more centered that is lgbtq then we'll still have like a big crowd even though we're not pulling from that demographic so the idea behind wicked witch is to have more of a proper venue with a stage where we can house um, those types of acts that are like traveling internationally or nationally and um, being able to charge whatever ticket so that they get the money that they, they need to be paid. Whereas at Ruby, we're a little limited on that because we can't charge, you know, like a $15 ticket at the door at Ruby when there's not even a stage. Like, and also, a lot, some people go there just as the sort of for the bar part. Sure, that they may be like, oh, never mind, I'll go somewhere else. I don't want to pay fifteen bucks. That's a thing too. That like, I mean, we do have the fifteen dollar membership. Um, that's a one time fee, but that's that's a thing that we kind of have to deal with as well. Which a lot of times I I spend a significant amount of time explaining why our shows are so early, why things start at eleven, but like we do tend to be a popular spot on the weekends for dancing and drinking, and so. Like, 11 o'clock rolls around, and, like, Jessica and Robert don't give a shit what you're doing in there. Like, they want to come drink and dance. So, like, drag, bands, burlesque, whatever's going on needs to be done by so them. So, is that a shout-off or a shout-out to Jessica and Robert? That's just an acknowledgement. <laughs> okay. That's just an acknowledgement. You don't even get one of those, Jessica and Robert. Those, <laughs> yeah. Those are the type of people that are, like, that come in and will just be screaming at the top of their lungs because it's somebody's birthday without any consideration for what's going on. So, it's, like... We try to build those people in as well as like the music so that they, the people trying to see the show and the people performing don't have to deal with that. Um, but so the idea behind Wicked Witch is that we don't have to deal with that over there. We can curate um, super focused things and still kind of build on this idea of bringing in um, different shows and different kinds of entertainment that is not super prevalent in town. Um, but it's a lot of work. But it also creates this sort of scene where that's the kind of venue where your attendees will uh, will become your performers in the future. Right. They go to the shows, they see the shows, they realize, oh, there's a space here and a scene here that we can right. be a part of, and now we're going to put our own thing together, and then it, it like perpetuates. And that's kind of happened with what happened with Experimental Tuesday at Ruby. It's not to say that there weren't uh, noise and electronic artists in the area, but when we started doing that, we noticed, we tried it for the first couple of times, and we noticed that there was a big interest in it, and so a lot of people did come out and perform that for the first time. Um, and we kind of got like a little group of people that like to do it and that were, that are always supporting the shows. And so I, 
that's kind of what we want to do on a bigger scale at, at Wicked Witch. But it's, you know, it's a slow build because you got to get on everybody's radar that's not from here. Um, you got to do some negotiations and shows with people to show them that you're like good people Legit, and that you're yeah. not going to like sidestep anybody or cheat anybody out of their money. Well, there's 15,000 people that are listening to this podcast right now, and they're going to hear this ad you just, awesome. you just gave for Wicked Witch. Come see so, us. You know. 15,000? Look, does it matter? You know? <laughs> so maybe I, maybe I fudged the number out of the comment. It doesn't, I mean, who, you know. 1,500? You know, look, it doesn't really matter how many people listen, does it? It's about who listens. And our listeners are the best listeners. So, um, I feel like so how's we, this record? I feel like we dissected the Screaming Females record top to bottom pretty efficiently. Am I right? Next. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what else you got? Well, so, she is a... It's not instrumental, though. You said she's a shredder. She's the 77th best guitarist <laughs> in the world. But Yeah, she's got this uh, really unique, incredible voice as well, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's how you can recognize her in any project, whether it be a disco dance feel or that, big that canoe, vibrato. small canoe, good or canoe, bad Griffin, canoe, you any can tell kind of canoe. It doesn't even have noun, to- verb, adjective, big <laughs> canoe, bad canoe, small <laughs> canoe. Hey, yeah. you know that voice anywhere, baby. Yeah, it's really cool. If you haven't heard it, I I really think you should. What's the name of the record again? All at once. All at once, available at nice price books and they're going to be at the Pinhook, I think, in March. As oh. well, promoting their new record. There you I go. I saw that today I in my newsletter. I think I saw that too mm-hmm. uh, this week. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit you with that date at the end. All right. So, we're going to go to that, Daniel. We're going to talk about Shannon and the Clams. We're going to talk about Shannon and the Clams. I love Shannon and the Clams. You do. You're a super fan, would you say? I, I, I would say I'm a super fan. I um, was exposed to Shannon and the Clams when with their single Hunk Hunt in 2009. And they looked the way that I wanted them to look. Which is very sound. cool. <laughs> Just, I, I felt like that when I heard that song for the first time without seeing the video, that it felt like it should be in the movie Crybaby. And then I saw the video and I was like, oh, they should be in the movie Crybaby. They look like <laughs> Cry John Waters had a similar band. Um, and so I was, I was looking forward to this album coming out because I know I was reading some articles about it and I knew that it was going to be kind of like a, a full circle of kind of the stuff that was happening in Oakland with the ghost ship and, and everything like that. So I, we can talk about this however much or little we need to, because I, I took notes. I was ready. To, I, we're going to talk about it. So I wasn't sure if we were going to, until I saw the text today, I wasn't sure if we were just going to be dissecting this album. And so I was like, I need to be able to talk about it or. So for the listener, our, I, we always try to give the uh, R-I-Y-L, which is the recommended if you like, if you didn't know. Right. And then, we try to, we, so the words like doo-wop and garage are the two words that never aren't mentioned. They're in every single So review. I'm not going to talk about that at all. Because okay. I have two things that I think that people never talk about about Shannon and the Clams that I want to talk about. That's so, what we want you to talk about. Exactly. That's what we want you to talk about. Because <laughs> okay. people know doo-wop, they know garage, they know those things. They know like, they sound and they sound surf guitars. They, know uh, they yeah, probably right. know what Shannon and the Clams sound like. <laughs> if you don't, don't worry, we're going to play a song later. But um, what are the things for the, what's the deep for the deep Well, so for this most recent album that is called Onion, and it came out on Easy Eye Sound uh, last Friday. Which is I, Dan Auerbach's new label. It is Dan Auerbach's new label. Um, which I would be interested to see what happened. Like like we were talking about the other day, was he a fan? I was going to. they reach out to him? Um, 
But so I feel like in all of Shannon and the Clams uh, previous albums, um, the I can't remember the name of the first one off the top of my head, and I sh- I don't think it's self titled, but uh, Sleep Talk, Dreams in the Rat House. Um, I can't believe I, I had it I had it written down. Um, um, something gone, gone to be gone by the dawn. The yeah. last one, okay. And then the first one is um, I want to go home. I should have known that. Forgive me, Shannon and the Clams. I think that they do really good jobs with storytelling and evoking emotion in their songs. So I I put together like prior to this album songs that I thought every time I listen to them that like I know exactly what the story is from their previous albums and the cult song off of Sleep Talk which starts out with that like and then um <laughs> that cl- King, that old that yeah, old yarn King of the Sea as well is a, like a very um like punk baseline like very strong drums where Shannon just like wails on it also on Sleep Talk um so that's one thing I would I was going to mention is that vocally she sounds awesome like she isn't like the like a super dexterous singer necessarily but she has like the um most fun kind of impossible to recreate right. like ra- natural raspy but kind also of like soulful I think her yeah, and Cody like, both have very specifically unique voices yeah she like her voice rules and it is uh they use it to great effect in all their music I feel like so they have like these songs on their previous albums as well as like um more familiar ones like Rip Van Winkle they have this song as well that is not on an album, but I'm a big fan of the record label Hardly Art because they put out a lot of the... Um, now, is that Hardly Fart? or har- <laughs> Hardly, yeah. <laughs> Hardly Art. And they put out a lot of the re- records of bands that I've liked recently, and so they recently did this compilation of like largely ignored material and demos. And Shannon and the Clams had a song on that called Moons of Io, Eo, that, that moon for Jupiter. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's literally Allie. Io. We'll shout off to space. <laughs> um, but so in that song, that that's a little bit of a deeper cut. But that in song, they do like a really, really good job of telling a story. But so they have these songs that are really good with storytelling. And then they have like ones that I feel like evoke emotion, like on their last record, You Let Me Rust and um, I Will Miss the Jasmine. So I feel like you've had these elements in their previous uh, records. And then when I listen to Onion... Uh, it is based a lot on uh, the ghost ship fire in Oakland, but I really felt like that the songs that were talking about that, like painted a very clear picture to me. Like I was there. Oh um, wow! Okay. I felt like I feel like the lead single "Backroads" like that is a song that just really resonates with me. Um, the video for it is also really cool. What's the I, video? The video is um, it's kind of like stop animation, and they have a bunch of different things, just like coming up their their faces um i don't know the person that did the uh cover art is photographer parker day and i've been following them for a long time on instagram and their stuff is very like kitschy and colorful and kind of weird and looks like it would be in uh peewee's playhouse Mm -hmm. um so parker day is who did the um which is very up your alley for the list right right yeah (laughs) that's very me parker day is the one who did the photography for the cover but also the video looks very much like the cover photography and um, kind of like the Parker Day inspired um, pictures. And it's just, I think it's probably, I don't know who the people are featured in the video, the bands in the video, but there's a lot of other people that are featured as well. And I just think that it's probably people from this artist community since that song is kind of like an homage to the people that end up in these DIY spaces and warehouses because... You kind of feel like a freak and you can't do things in places because people are telling you they're too weird or it's not going to make money. 
And so I, I immediately. Well, yeah, it sounds like why, away you, why you made Wicked Witch almost. Yeah. yeah. What's the, it, the chorus is, uh, it's like taking the back roads where no one can find me. Is that what she says? Yeah. Okay. Where do you go when there's no place to run? Um, well, I mean, for people that don't know the history of Ruby and Wicked Witch, so Ruby Deluxe sprang out of Ruby Red, which was mm-hmm. uh, Tim's like artist Art warehouse space, yeah. that he lived in that was basically like the ghost ship, had parties, had artist um, workspaces in it. Uh, people did live there. And so, I mean, when the ghost ship thing happened, like, I don't know if you guys... <laughs> Actually, you probably do. Like, <laughs> if you if, if you got a call today and they were like, you have four hours to clear out Nice Price and Dabby Road. Yeah. And it's been here for like 10 years. Like, that was a massive undertaking. Um, and so that was kind of a very sad day where we had to like break everything down and everybody was like moving out and didn't have an artist workspace anymore. And as we all know, these practice spaces and workspaces are disappearing in Raleigh to make room for condos and storage units apparently yeah the affordability of like to be convenient for artists and musicians is there is therefore not affordable for them to be in right. that space and it it creates this nexus where you can never find like artists like here at debbie road we've got a couple of bands able to practice here but like you you can't find a spot like, if you find a spot that makes sense it's too expensive if you find a spot that you can afford it doesn't make sense because it's too far away right or it's too hard to get to or it's next door to a church or some other shit you can't right. have, like and it makes it almost possible. And that's just on the like financial side of it, let alone what you're talking about, which is more of the like cultural, like you're not allowed here. And vibe. it cuts down on the accessibility too, because say you find some practice space 20 miles out in Garner, you know, people are sharing a lot of these spaces downtown. Yeah. Maybe they're in this like two different bands or whatnot. And it's just like not feasible for people who might not have a car or have a weird work schedule to go 20 miles down the road. To yeah. Like and it breaks up the scene. Abandoned, it makes it to- abandoned strip mall and Garner. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just in general sucks. Um, so there was, there was that song that really spoke out to me. And then, um, the song, if you could know, I, I think that that song, song, that song really shows, um, the growth from the band. Cause Shannon, you can still hear all of the, multi-facets of her voice but it's a very sparkly poppy song but i i feel like it stays true to some of the earlier stuff that they did on i want to go home and uh sleep talk and then the song strange wind that that song um is like specifically about kind of like the fallout of the fire and being out on the street that night and like that that really gave me like goosebumps because it it kind of made me feel like i was there even though i wasn't but i could put myself there but i wasn't yeah. part of that specific experience. I, I think a, when that event happened, a lot of it, at least a lot of people, at least the, like me and Enoch know it, but it resonated a little, like hard with them because back to the Ed Schrader thing, we had been to spaces exactly yeah. like that in Baltimore. I that, that was the yeah. first yeah. time we ever saw anything like that. So we were able to see these, this footage and stuff and be like, oh, that would be like if like so and so's old warehouse space like burned right down. it was close to <laughs> it was close to home even yeah. though it was an open yeah. yeah, and even yeah. like spaz spaz house and all that stuff and like the yeah. shows that we used to have like it just. Yeah, you get, and yeah, it was unsettling. And then, like, the fallout was, like, so unfortunate um, that, yeah, it's heavy. And it's also kind of also interesting for the listener that, like, the material is heavy, but the, but it's still Shannon the Clam songs, which right. is the, yeah, also, like, a very hard mention. trick to pull off yeah. is the, like, 
heavy record that's super catchy, hooky, and fun to sing along to. I love very sparkly, upbeat, sad songs. <laughs> yeah. Rather yeah. than like yeah. sad bastard, like emo. Like yeah. I like a song that's like, oh, I can listen to this, but then you listen to the words and you're like, that's really sad. So shout off to because, the sad bastard yeah, emos, of, I think. Yeah. You said. Um, well, a lot of no, people- that's just neutral. <laughs> I still listen to it. <laughs> just a, again, which I think is an even is an even harsher burn. It's like, no, 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 you don't even get a shout off because like I don't even have a, a bad opinion about you. You just get like a you a, get nothing. A, you get nothing. I'm void. saying that I you're actively still listen to it. I'm just saying that when. I have days when I'm feeling real sad and I might listen to that and then I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is, You're getting something this different is manageable. I, I this is sad material, but it's not going to take me to that place. Well, I, because yeah. even if you didn't know this, that she is writing these songs based on that specific thing you're talking about, they can still be listened. Like, a lot of people might not even know that, 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 that they are. So they just still sound like general good heartbreak songs which everyone likes yeah that, i like, mean the lyrics are vague cool. enough yeah they've got you just duality like you can like go surface and then you can also go deeper into it even if backroads wasn't about the oakland fire like that song would have resonated it's with just me. a rebel I was, song yeah. i was reading um an interview they did with consequence of sound um and cody said that like it pretty much was the last thing to make the album and almost didn't make it because they were having trouble like writing the hooks it was really they had like the backroads hook but then they couldn't really form anything else around it and wow. um will the keyboard player was like challenged them to like work on it and so it ended up being one of the lead singles but i'm glad that it made it because it's yeah, a really good song great interesting yeah so i whoops a daisy i um yeah no not me never yeah mind. i'm one of those people that uh, i've listened to it a couple of times now but on the in the store you know like surface level and i've seen the cover and it's kind of goofy and i had no idea and now when i go and actually listen to it with intent uh Thanks for, yeah. you know. And I saw them live one time, and it ruled. It was when Kugels, who did Live at Nice Price Volume 1 in our tape series, which I would tell you to come get at the store, but it's OOP, out of print. We sold every copy. Oop. Um, oop. Uh, but I, they, they, it was at the, I guess it was the Pinhook. This would have been a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Kugels opened, and Shannon the Clams, and they ripped. It was great. I've seen them four or five times now but i flew out um the first two years that they did burgerama i went both years and that because i really wanted to see hunks and his punks so i had seen maybe my timeline timeline might not be right the first time i saw shannon and the clams was when they were at duke coffee house with hunks and his punks and i don't know what the fuck was wrong with duke coffee house but they booed hunks and his punks who's they the crowd the crowd was not having it. Who did they I, show up to see? Yeah, kind of I don't crowd? know. Who shows up to a hunks? That's the thing with oh, the Duke Obvious. Like, it's like there's free to students. Like, I, was in there, I was in there about to pop off. Every show is free to students. So Shout off to that crowd. You'll get a lot of people at those shows. I bet you little Okafor was there. And, uh, <laughs> play, he played basketball for them. A lot of I people, think, they'll just, a lot of Duke students will just go to those shows because it's free for them and it's just something to do on that it night. It was really good though. I don't know what... I bet it was. I don't know what the breakdown was because like... So I went, I think that was the first show. Was he too hunky? No. <laughs> Never. Couldn't have been it. Never. Perfect amount of And hunky. then I saw them at, at the Bur- at Burgerama both times. And then, I don't know if y'all have ever been in this place, but I'm assuming maybe somebody at this table has. Go and growl. The Haunted Potluck <laughs> in Charlotte. No, I have not. Okay, I have not. so it's this warehouse. No, it's a warehouse space. Hunks and his punks and Shannon and the Clams played there. And it's a warehouse space that is like got all of this um mini golf equipment in it and when they have a show you can play you can a play the equipment but if you you can buy a ticket or you can bring a covered dish and get a discount and there's like a a potluck 
in this golf warehouse that, that is like <laughs> Halloween themed, and there's a stage. So they call it the haunted Some that, luck. something that cool Putt in Charlotte, luck. ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. I wasn't far off when I said Golden Corral. If you think <laughs> about it, if we're talking well, about a, so a, a haunted buffet, yeah. I saw them there. True. And then the last time was at the <laughs> Golden Corral. Wow, um, that's it's funny because when you said I'd you'd seen them so many times, I would have thought you would have said, "Oh, around town," multiple times. No, I, I was like, "No, I flew to California twice, and I saw them at a fucking haunted I saw buffet." Them, I saw them at Duke <laughs> Coffee House, and then like they didn't come back after that, and I was like, "I have to go." And I then, hadn't and been then, to California yet, and so I was like, I have to go to California and like eat Del Taco and go to Burgerama and like try and drive a rental car on the seventy-five highways that I have to take to get to Santa Ana. <laughs> Soak in the LA, the West Coast vibes. How was Del Taco? I've never had Del Taco. It was it was average. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the thing. This is a, this is for a different pod, but all those West Coast uh, chains that everyone hypes up. Or just like okay versions of Carl's things. Jr. There's a hunk uh, song that says, let's go to Del Taco and order something macho. And I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. I gotta I've, go. I've heard people talk about it. So I, I've always been like, oh, it must be so good. Well, I was, I was, my, it's just like a Moe's. <laughs> it's, like ta- it's more like a Taco Bell yeah. as far as the fast food vibe of it. It's not like oh. a I got cheese quesadillas. Yeah. They tasted exactly the same. Hmm. Well, I mean. Except I was in California. Cheese quesadilla. So it was okay. I was mainly referring to in and out You burn one? Legally? Mm-hmm. Burn one with <laughs> So actually I didn't know if you meant I didn't know if you meant that I was like farting in the Del Taco <laughs> eating. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure. Because also yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I gotta do the Del Taco way. Eh? <laughs> Let me burn one real quick. So I was I was taking pictures during Burgerama and there was so much <laughs> marijuana in the building that like I was stoned off of my ass like without, your e- camera. <laughs> without ever even there without ever even smoking anything. There were so so there's like at the observatory, <laughs> there's like it's kind of like the Lincoln Theater, except they've built these big risers, so it's like like half hexagonal risers, a, and then there's like more at least when I went, that's how it was. was. In, is it outdoors? So the observatory, there's two rooms. There's the constellation room and the main room, and then they have been putting a stage outside in recent years when they did Burgerama, but the first two years okay. there was not an outdoor stage. So Shannon and the Clams was in the Constellation Room, which is probably probably like no bigger than from there to the wall. Okay, so it for was, the listener, it's gigantic. Dive yeah. Studios is huge, it's like a mansion. It was so hot. Small. It was so hot in that room and I was so high I could hardly breathe. That, but I know it was so, so hot and it was so hot in that room that both my cell phone and my camera had the temperature markings on them, and I have a video of Shannon and the Clams doing the cult song live, and it just cuts off because of how hot it was. People were That's like fainting, boy. and like Shannon and the Clams were up there on stage melting. It was, it was like if you were there, you were there to win it. Whoa, that is that's wild. I remember yeah. just sitting that's outside like of that status. place for what felt like four days just trying to pull myself together because I had a rental car and I was like, I did not plan to be this high and I have no idea where I am. Yeah, this is a wildly right. different experience than I was And my phone is melted down and I don't know how to get back to <laughs> LA. Also, even if I had planned to be high, I didn't plan to be so high I couldn't breathe. <laughs> right. So that's... <laughs> I was just standing there with my camera and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was like just hot sweat, hot sweaty ass air and like there's nothing you could do about it. Gas oh, yeah. it. Y'all hey, know what I'm hey Shannon, about. it sounded pretty good. The room smelled like hot shower farts. They didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> they did great. Like, the fact that they made it through that set, it was so fucking hot. Yeah, that's very impressive. I should have looked on this tour. Are they playing around here? 
They are not yet, but I have put in an offer, so hopefully we can get Woo, that's but, exclusive. Um, that's the first Nice Prize podcast exclusive. But exclusive. I, but I also know that they generally play in Durham because of tour routing, I think. So we'll see. But I, I submitted an offer because I really want, specifically for this album, I, I want to see it live, no matter where it is in town, but I want to see it live. And um, their agent said that they would keep it in mind. So I looked at the... The day that I submitted the offer was when they released the tour date, so I looked kind of stupid, but... Um, I had checked previously, but they they are not coming anywhere around here for the first leg of the tour. They're they're road dogs. They're, they'll 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 right. do a bigger. We'll yeah. They'll do a longer leg. Of and the then tour when they do that, we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about it on the pod because they're great. I saw you're describing your crowd experience. The last time I saw her, not them as a band, was at the King Con show at Kings. She Shannon was she, there. She happened to be there because they're old buds and she was, was in town for something they might uh, they might have had like wrapped up a tour in atlanta or something like that like uh i pieced together in my mind that they probably just, was that the show where it was like very uncomfortable because of the sound issues um do you know what show i'm talking about not off the bat no there was a wh- wait there's king con and then what's the this other? was the shrines sort of the horns james brown kind of band well, not the barbecue show, like the strip down. Or- I don't remember which one it was, but there was one I saw at Kings, and the lead singer was not having it at it, all. It might have been this like one. Just, <laughs> just like telling the sound guy like what a piece of shit he was the Ooh, whole show. Could have been this one. And I was standing there so like about to have an anxiety attack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's the. I I always feel I, whenever that does happen at the show, I'm sort of like you know I know that this sucks for you, and you want the crowd to know that it's not you that's doing this, but at the same time. You being mad at the sound person in the mic is actually called is actually worse than you just being off tonight. It's harsh in the vibe and it's kind of unprofessional. Any hoozle, any hoozle. So that hey, so we're gonna take a break real quick. Uh, you're gonna hear the previously discussed backroads by Sharon and the Clams. Listen to it for the fun of it, and then think about the much more important, heavier, deeper meaning that Daniel mentioned earlier. And then we'll be back to talk about some other stuff. All right, back in a second, more than a second. How long is it? A couple hundred seconds. Back in a few hundred seconds. Bye.
Welcome back. Allie just bonked her head on the mic. <laughs> Redneck. Uh, she was rocking out a little too hard to Shannon and the Clams. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. By their record at Nice Price Books and Records. 31 and 6 Hillsborough Street. Raleigh, North Carolina. 27607. And uh, what, what do we got going on in the next week or two or three? Well, um, I, I've just returned from the city that never goes to sleep. It was pretty good. I'm assuming that when they did the whole... Do they still do the, if no one, does anybody not want them to get married? What's that? How, what's the phrase they say? Object. Oh, forever now, hold your peace. Speak now, forever, behold your peace. How, I mean, how many times have you thought, like, wouldn't it be funny if I just, <laughs> if I just, whoop? like, actually, no, I mean, honestly, she's not that funny. And, I mean, I like, think it goes through everyone's <laughs> minds at every wedding that they attend. <laughs> <laughs> there was a specific wedding that I did not go to because I knew I would say something. I That's a spicy I hated, hated the groom. Who I uh, just said who it was. It was people. It was people from college, but they they got Greg divorced. Greg Fischel. Like, <laughs> they got divorced like six months later. Yes. <laughs> They've already got divorced. Yeah, they got divorced after six months, and I wanted to be like, I told you. you Why did your you? Peace, you were gonna forever hold. I knew. It. I knew that I couldn't. Oh, say you forever held it. You forever held it. So you have to continue to hold it. Wait, you don't even get a, a totus though. I told you so. No. A tortoise? That's from a. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said tortoise. I thought you said tortoise shell at first. Yeah, I was like, tortoise, I man. Sure what you said. Fucking a tortoise. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought you didn't get to say like, yeah, I knew that she was like from Jump, and it was a bad idea. I feel like if you. What was the reasoning? Was it they? One of them was a bad person, or they just didn't mesh. Um, I thought that he was a bad person. He was very. Um, there's nothing wrong with being conservative, but he was very conservative in a way that, like, she was not. And I knew that it was going to be one of those relationships where, like, you're going to be unhappy because you're going to have to basically melt into his way of doing things because he's not going to budge and this is not going to work. Like, I can't imagine how awful it would be to be, like, with or married like, to someone who's, like, You don't want to raise the family with this person. Like, try having a teenage daughter with this person. Like, yeah. And watching your friend. Like, Luckily, she figured it out. What if your spouse is stubborn? That would be so awful. Like, I don't even know. I'm making a joke about me. And I feel so bad for my wife. Um, shout out to Rachel. <laughs> but uh, I, I would love to hear off air more of the details of this um, because I've there was that one I actually had no objection to the people. I didn't like super know them that well, like people who knew my sister. And um, and I was like looking at them like, is do y'all actually think this shit is gonna work it was, out? It was like, like, that obvious. It was like so y'all are tripping. This is eighteen months, maybe. Like there's no way this shit is gonna stay. Like all things, everybody like I, I feel like I get find myself in these situations where I am always going against the current. Nobody else really had a problem with right. him and I like always had a negative experience with him and I was like He's trash. So, okay, so the bride was, your, was your, you were on the, the bride? The bride was my friend. Was your yeah. friend, okay. Have you ever had a situation, may I ask, in which you didn't think that you could get married because of you, who was your friend? Does that make sense? So, like, you were friends with the groom, and you're like, I love you, but you shouldn't. I have not gotten to a wedding situation, but there have been plenty of times where I'm like, you shouldn't date them. <laughs> mm. That's not I get, Like, I get enough liquor to be like, look. They didn't cheat on you. Like I've had I'm a lot of hypnotic you know. tonight. I need yeah. to talk. <laughs> the blue. I mean, it's blue motorcycles. Blue motor, broom, broom. <laughs> these colors. Yeah. Don't, these colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> these colors don't run, and it's just a, a square blue of hypnotic. It's this a really, color don't run. This I'm, about color don't leave, run. <laughs> I'm about to leave a malt liquor stain on this relationship. Okay. okay? Uh, add after a five o'clock everywhere. The next great invention of this podcast is the this color doesn't run, and it's the hypnotic blue. <laughs> that is. <laughs> 
print that shit up on t-shirts, sell can, the fair. Can, I don't have to be a part of the song, but can we shoot a video for it where it's just um, 100% and a lot of hypnotic because I, I, love, <laughs> I love a music video. Yes. Um, speaking of which, you were in my favorite film of 2018. I don't know if you saw this on Instagram. Uh, you acted whoa. in a film and I commented, <laughs> this is my favorite film of the year. I don't remember. You were at a roller skating rink. Oh, okay. And you were skating towards the camera. I will. I must say, you did flub your line the first time. I did because I tripped. You tripped, and then you spun around. I and did then, it perfectly two times before. Why didn't you film those? I don't know what I don't know what happened if she wasn't filming or what, but I did it perfectly two times before. On the third time, had a little stumble. You did a slight pirouette I mean, and I, turned to the camera, and you and you said, "You're now famous catchphrase." Call me. What, what was it? You said, "I'm I'm Tanya Hardon." <laughs> <laughs> and then with a there was a B word at the end of it. Bitch. <laughs> That's anyway, the one. it was on Instagram. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And uh, particularly because like you're like coming in hot right at the camera. Oopsie days, you almost fall and bust my ass. <laughs> spin around and then deliver it with full confidence. I'm Tanya Hart. Also, on, bitch. that was the only time. I kid you not. I'm super surprised that I did not. I didn't fall at all. I got on that roller skating rink like I had been doing it. Like I had not done it in 20 years. I've never skated. I, I never learned how to roller skate. I've never roller skated. I think that I'm going to make that my like pastime that I'm going to like go to the skating rink and and with my with my headphones because all I really ever want to hear at the skating rink is Fantasy by Mariah Carey and all (laughs) they play is like dubstep so I'm just going to have my like I'm going to get the thing for my arm though so when I fall down (laughs) I don't break my iPhone (laughs) yeah I uh, the fruits of my loin as Matt calls them they're they're super into roller skating lately but I I've never done it and they have the new invention skating or blading Skating Ooh. is the walker. Have you seen this thing? I have. It's like a they PVC those, pipe, sort of. Um, they have those at the ice skating rinks too. Yeah, it's like a little walker, so that if you need to, you can well, hold this like up. Fucking bumpers for bowling. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Wait, bumpers, but for bowling. <laughs> bumpers, <laughs> bumpers, like, are like bowling. bumpers for bowling. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is to Sorry. skating. Yeah, it's similar to that. Now they now have gotten the hang of it and they can skate. Um, but it's terrifying. I can't handle watching it. Um, but I never. They can just by putting the skates on and standing up on a flat surface. They have skated more than me, so <laughs> officially. I'm into the soundtrack. I'm into that kind of music, but I, I, the actual, and I'm good as hell at sports. I don't know why I don't. I guess I should try that. I don't know. Yeah. And it seems like 33 might be. Ooh, bleep that out. Um, seems like 420 might be a long, like too late to start <laughs> skate, roller skating. 420 years old. It's never too late. <laughs> I'm an old man. Or April 20th. It's like <laughs> your day. Um. So that's, I, I will also have just been gotten back from New York along with Enoch. I imagine we'll have some spicy lamb noodle dishes to talk about. We're going to the uh, Empire State Building. We're going to the... All of it. And I'm getting right off a plane, jumping on the stage to play a hot Dinwiddie set with the aforementioned Ed Schrader and local faves, Convoy. Must go. Oh, you've already finished it by now. You will have heard and been to that show by now. You all loved it. Uh, Tell me how I did. Add the Nice Price podcast on Instagram. Is that true? I hope you're wearing that snowman suit. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a permanent <laughs> permanent stage costume year round. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Do you have a snowman suit? You were snow- at the Christmas show. Oh, Christmas yeah. I was thinking like debt, and I was like, does he wear like a oh. snow? <laughs> I was thinking like a puffy jacket situation. I was like, am I not understanding something? So yeah, Allie, what do you have going on? Um, well, sadly, I mentioned earlier the Screaming Female show. We will have missed it by the time this episode airs, but it was really great. It was at the Pinhook on March 3rd with Radiator Hospital. Also, they played Nice Price. Radiator Hospital? Uh-huh. They played the Nice Price uh, when we back when we had shows. Was it with Small Canoe? No. 
Um, but it was a big ass show, and a bunch of people showed if, up. If anyone was that bad, canoe at Nice Price, uh, they weren't because it didn't happen. Uh, hey, if anyone right saw the Rolling Stones at Nice Price, let us know. We know. If it anyone happened. saw uh, Al Gore give a speech at Nice Price, let us know. See, these are all there. things that didn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me that it was popping because Radiator Hospital has a a really big fan base in a like in a within a, a niche. They like played a show and got reviewed on Pitchfork. At, they played a show at Nice Price and got reviewed on Pitchfork like the same week. And I was like, this seems like oh, this shouldn't be happening. Oh, I see. Correlation. Yeah. Um, well, that was really fun. And the Ed Trader show was really fun. And coming up, we have a uh, former topic of the pod, Jessica Lee Mayfield, is playing Cat's Cradle on March 13th. Yeah, you might remember from the Chill Belts for 40-Year-Olds episode starring Cecile, Cecile Duncan, <laughs> who's on a, like... <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> like remember, chill belts for forty yeah, years. Yes, <laughs> which I believe these, about Chico's. Yeah, <laughs> that was the <laughs> that was the description. Um, Catch me at Kato. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Kato. Hey, did you know? Kato. Did you know that uh, there's TJ Maxx in Germany, but it's TK Maxx. I didn't know that. It blew my mind, and I was like, why change the one letter? Which changed keep TJ Maxx. Maybe TK is a German. It turns out there's a like TK Barnes that's a like chain in England, and they didn't want like any confusion, so they had to change it to TK Maxx. I was more surprised there's TJ Maxx in Germany, to be honest. But um, oh yes. Anyway, that was the episode with uh, Cecile from uh, what's the name of that dumb podcast she's on? Uh, Laveman Engravement. Yeah, Laveman Engravement. They're on iTunes. Um, Check them out. Um, Them and um, uh. I can't remember his name. Earl, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Earl from the Laven Engravement. Check them out sometime. Earl. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sparkling review of their podcast. Big Earl. <laughs> so uh, that's what we all have to do. Daniel, what are your what do you have to talk about? What are um, your plugs? So coming up this week at the Wicked Witch um, on Friday, March 9th, we will have a production with Cirque de Vol. It's um, called Visera, and so that'll be lots of burlesque and um hooping and aerial work i think i think we're gonna do aerial hooping I, may hooping. i ask what hooping is hula, hula hooping. hooping oh okay um and then the following night uh saturday march 10th we have a queer kink party and that it's like the real deal it's like you have to come in kink gear there's gonna be like um bondage stuff set up you have to sign a waiver what um, Hell yeah. Okay, what is the what's the floor for kink gear? Like, what's the like when someone walks in? Like, that's not enough. Um, so the way that the door is set up is to be in uh, some kind of kink gear, I guess, that is recognizable to uh, the organizers. For and so the cover for that is ten dollars. If you're not feeling super kinky, but are interested or curious, you can come dressed all in black for fifteen. Oh, okay. Um, That's a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming you know you might be rocking you know chaps or harnesses or um, gags, gags, um, hoods, just um, a lot of mesh. Maybe not a lot of clothing at all. Um, that's where I got. That's what I wasn't sure about is whether like lack of clothing meant something more than. I don't think it's necessarily. Clothing. It's just like a specific type of clothing. I think it's a lot of leather for sure. I um I'm not going to actually be in town for that. Um, oh, so Allie, you you're vegan. But you could find vegan. Yeah, there's vegan leather. Oh, My boots sure. that I'm wearing are vegan leather because they don't dry out the way that leather boots do, and you don't have to maintain them the way that leather boots need to be maintained with being oiled and polished. I have another question for you. Back to the hooping. Is this erotic hooping? 
or no, just general? That, that's the night before. I, are you saying that? I know, but I forgot to ask this. I'm sorry. Or is it? It's hoop work, so there'll be like a song, and it'll be like a routine with the hoop where. Okay, I think I'm just ignorant on this. Around their bodies, or there might be fire on it, or it might light up, or I mean, you've never seen anybody do. But it's essentially just hula hooping. Hula hooping has become. I can't believe you don't know this. Hula hooping has become a huge thing in the past. Can't believe I don't know. Few years. You'll see when we go to a a future festival. I go to like four places, and you're like. Can't believe you don't know this. Well, they don't do it at K. I'm surprised they don't do it on Hillsborough Street. Like it's a big thing. Oh, so it's like similar, like almost like fire sticks or hacky sack. It's it's just like like dancing around, hula hooping. Okay, okay. Or like yeah, but perform like the people who do it performance wise are are, it's very much a performance athletic. Yeah. Okay. Feet. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, it's fine. But I was going to say the following um, Tuesday we have at Wicked Witch um, Spookstina. Who is a great contributor to uh, uh, friend the of, music scene and friend of mine and maybe friend of the show. I don't know if she listens or not, but friend of mine. She went. She and I you went to UCU at the right? same time. That's how I go Pirates for I, Life. The only way that I know her is from driving from Greensboro to Greenville to go see Art Lord and um, Dan Deacon. And at that time, that's so we were at these shows together and we didn't even know it. Correct. That's, that's wild. That's cool. man. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Matt Phone is DJing at Ruby Deluxe on the 18th. If he makes it, if he remembers. Um, from 10 to 2. So you know there's a little bit of a no-show phone <laughs> vibe here. In, uh, <clears throat> it's a rumor. In my, I guess it would probably be a decade now of DJing at bars semi-regularly. Uh, DJ no show. I did not show up one night. <laughs> Flat out forgot. It's, I wasn't even doing anything. I could have if I had gotten a text. I, I could have. I could have driven over in that five minutes. That was my whole point. I was like, he was down the street, y'all. Nobody texted. It's so funny because for all you, all the things you do poorly, which huge, huge, huge number of things, like pages and pages and pages. I will say in your defense, uh, like reliability and punctuality are two of your strengths for sure. He's, Those are hard to come by. He's always there and he's always on time. I'll give him that 100%, despite all the other terrible stuff he does. But like those two, he's got. And so it's hilarious and awesome. If anything, it makes me very anxious to not be on time. Like, it's a thing of mine. Like it's, like I it's it. wonderful to know that one time, not only were you not were you late, you were so late it was never. <laughs> Still haven't shown up. Still haven't shown, shown up for another shift. gig, but not yeah, that but one. Never that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing that I have to plug, uh, I'm always plugging this, is um, the last Saturday of every month at Ruby, we have a drag show called Bazaar that is very much in line kind of what we were talking about with the Shannon and the Clams um, album. It's like drag for weirdos. It's kind of gore-based, avant-garde. It's not just um, men impersonating women. So unconventional drag. Yeah. So it's more of a like performance art kind of thing. Like, I mean, or more it, art, even if it's not. It just it just depends. Basically, the idea behind it is it's the freedom to do whatever you want to. Okay. A lot of the way the drag shows in Raleigh are run are based on like the pageant system, where like you basically historically you've had to compete in these drag pageants to win titles, to kind of set yourself out from your competitors so you can get gigs or get paid more gigs. And so we're just saying like if you want to have hairy legs and a beard and still be a drag queen, you can do that. And that's not like a novelty thing. Like they're doing it in other cities. It just hasn't happened in North Carolina that I'm aware of. Yeah. In- inclusivity is the sort of the overall mission of the Ruby and Wicked Witch yeah. in general. Well, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but will there will there be a, a performer that night that looks similar to you? 
Yes. Well, actually, I haven't. So I've been, How similar? Um, I'll show you a picture, actually, because I knew this was going to come up. Identical. So my drag character's name is Dare Leaked. And Dare Leaked is, like, um, not quite alive, but not quite dead. They've survived um, a toxic accident. And so I normally take every other month off. Um, but I have not decided if I'm going to do this month or take it off. What did the toxic accident? Or was it a... Um, okay, so I've had two stories. One of them is really crazy, and the other one is... Um, True. Like, brunch. <laughs> the, so the brunch is what is what was the toxic accident? Masculinity. <laughs> um, and then the second Wham, one. Wham, bam, thank you, man. The second me. one was the second one was <laughs> that um, a young derelict was working at the Pepsi bottling company in New Bern mm-hmm. when a train in the Mountain Dew room when a train full of oh, radioactive liquid crashed into the plant and that's how she became green. Oh gosh. It burnt she, her eyebrows she barely, off. Right, burn her eyebrows <laughs> off. Sometimes that, that's like, that's the trademark but sometimes I do a bald cap and the whole top of my head is burnt. I'll take my wig off. Um, but that that's is a tragic the, accident. That's a layered detailed backstory. That, yeah, I take yeah, my wig off yeah, and that that's rules. burnt off. That's also yeah. weird. That, that type of makeup takes almost seven hours so I don't do it very often. Daggone. Well that, that, is much that adds a lot is more fun and interesting to me the like the backstory of who this <laughs> character is um and not just because they're working at like my favorite soda company shout out to wild cherry pepsi but also that like yeah that's fun and cool i like that all right we're gonna close it out here uh, matt are you still are you still pouting about um about me r.i.p doinking is, yep. that, is that true okay still pouting um do you want to play some fantasy football no no Immediate <laughs> does. Okay, that's hard that's pass that's on fantasy football. We didn't do it last week. Now we're not doing it this week. It's nine oh two. That you're guessing it's a nine point oh two. Yes. On tonight. When Pitchfork starts evaluating the nice price pod episodes, then we can do fantasy football again. So never again then. Okay, interesting. All right, so fantasy football's <laughs> over. It's dead. Hey, I was starting to like it. I know Matt was starting to kill <laughs> what it. If you guys start a podcast you about two that, do it. Um. No. Let's let's pick a. Hang on, let me think of one real quick, and we'll do one real quick. Daniel, for the record, it's not actually fantasy football. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, we just we, <laughs> we guess the Pitchfork scores of albums that haven't been reviewed yet. Oh, okay. So we just try to guess the score. What's the I'm score not up be? to what has come out. I'm not all up. You don't on need what to be. Out. Yeah. So this week in fantasy football, we're gonna do the new Sonny Smith record, Sonny of Sonny and the Sunsets. The album is called Rod for Your Love. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard better. I've heard worse. No. Shannon no, McClams has not R&D. been reviewed yet, by the way. So we can. Oh, well, let's do that. Let's do Shannon since we're in the mood, and we'll talk about. We'll but, say we, can next we can do both. But we'll say we will say if you noticed, Enoch didn't review a record. Huh? Uh, I got he, a hard out. He has he has a hard out. But to the original idea, he will be talking about that next week. I'm going to talk about the Sonny Smith record, Rod for Your Love. <laughs> this uh, is not a hair metal album. Nice Price Podcast. <laughs> Despite what the name sounds like. So we're going to do fantasy football for the this new Shannon Acclaims record. <laughs> Everybody write down your number or have Why it your Why is it head. called that? What? Rod for your love. <laughs> well, I guess uh, well, we'll find out next week. Maybe, right? maybe it's Roderick for your your love and he's got a, a short... We'll find out next week. Um, I've got my number in my head. Shannon and the Clans? Oh, so Shannon we, and the Clans. Do we not share it? No, we don't. Well, oh. we do it all. We, we do it so we don't. So Allie's a cheater. She'll try to prices right you and she'll try to go up one tenth or down one tenth of a point. Oh, okay. And so we, we, we have to hide it from her. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say, and so have you written yours down? Yeah, you know? I have mine written down. I'm going to say this. You got yours, Matt? 
Let me think of mine real quick. Oh, God. This, okay, I got it. Okay. I am going to give, uh, not me personally. Again, it's not your score. It's what you think Pitchfork will score it. I'm going to score it an 8.0. <gasps> That's what I think Pitchfork is going to score it. That's For the listener, wild. Allie, again, cheated and wrote down the exact <laughs> same score as me as an 8.0. I, I wrote it down before. This has happened before. Enoch thinks that Price is writing him. I'm really just in the same mindset as him when we choose our scores. Yeah, right. You're a up. Leo. I'm a Taurus, dude. There's no way we'd have the same. <laughs> Gemini. Gemini, my bad. Womp. It's almost like those things don't matter. It's crazy. All right, so um, Daniel, what is your score? I we wrote, have two 8.0s. So I wrote gotta... down 8.3. Okay. Now, is that a best new music or just 8.3? Um, wait, what is the difference? Good question, Daniel. I like this. <laughs> Pitchfork, it doesn't seem to matter. They right, just like give some records best yeah. new music when they really want to get... I think it's how much the label pays them, if you want me to be completely I honest. Th- I don't think that it's going to be best new music since it's their fifth album. Yeah. Okay. 8.0, 8.0, 8.3. And Matt, what do you got for us? Let me see. I can't quite see the car. I was... I gave us some thought. I was like, you know... Um... This one's hard to say. Maybe the toughest one yet. But I had to go with my gut here and say 6.9, baby. <laughs> what do you know? Continues the streak of getting every single record my, to 6.9. My second option was 7.9. Not okay. the same. Not the same, I guess. So he almost, it's almost like he guesses 6.9 for every single time we play fantasy football. I think out of spite because I accidentally RIP'd Doinks and he's pouting about it. No big deal. Um, I think it's a great strategy. I win most of the time. He does. It turns out he's cheating and Metacritic <laughs> did the math and like the pitchfork average is 6.9. Yeah, that's what I did. I looked at no, some no, website you... I've never even fucking heard of. <laughs> it's not a joke about 69ing at all. I actually did math on this shit. Well, what, what's interesting is that... It's like the, the whole average of the entirety of the pitchfork. Yeah, that's and he what did it one by one. He scrolled through the website one well, it time. Looks like it looks like best new music tends to be singles. That's so what I'm looking there's, at. There's best new track and then there's oh, best okay, new music. You're right, yeah. you're right. Well, so the reviews on Pitchfork for Shannon and the Clams, there's only two out of all of their albums on here. So the most recent one's not even on here. So maybe they were like, fuck you guys. Well, it's almost like Pitchfork isn't so important. Gone anymore. Before the Dawn or Gone by the Dawn is not, huh. has not been reviewed. Okay, everyone. So thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate when everyone listens. Thank you guys for having me. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Daniel. Talk um, about herpes and all kinds of things. Thanks for telling your stories yeah, and yeah. talking about the Wicked Witch and talking about Shannon the Clams. Uh, everyone go to Rick- Wicked Witch and Ruby uh, really all the time. Um, but then definitely check out the calendar. Big Hunter. And then um, listen to our podcast because it's so good and funny. Tell us you think it's good and funny. Again, reminders, if you don't like it, don't tell us. We don't want to hear that. Uh, don't subscribe. like, don't tell. Um, what's the other thing you're supposed to do? Oh, review, um, rate, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's the actual biggest thing. Cause nobody listens to podcasts unless someone tells them to listen to a podcast. What do you guys listen to? What are you doing when you listen to podcasts? Cause I want to listen to podcasts, but I am always doing a million things. Like I used to drive a lot and I would listen to podcasts, That's but so I don't want anymore. That's me big time. Yeah. And also, if I'm like doing uh, the dishes cleaning. or some other yeah, stuff on the house, I was gonna say dishes, laundry. It's gonna be funny when when my wife is listening to this, and I say I'm do- when I'm doing the dishes, she's gonna go, "When's that happen?" <laughs> she's gonna say Shout that. Out to Rachel, she listens. Yeah, I think she's a little bit behind. I think she's like, I, I think if she was rating it, she'd be like, "Ah, oh, seven point one. It's all right." <laughs> 
Uh, listen to the podcast, rate, review, like, tell your friends, please. And then if you like, um, and then also if you do want to respond to this us, we call us anything. And she sends you a soundbite of her saying six point nine, baby. And then um, if you have, if you want to talk to us, there's Twitter at Nice Price Books or most directly uh, then at the Nice Price Podcast on Instagram. And um, talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. And otherwise, we'll have a blessed evening. Sayonara. Job bless.